0: That's Jamie Rivers. He's Alex Ferrario. I'm Brandon Kylie. Happy to go out to the Brown and and Celebrity Line. One of the best baseball insiders for my money in the business is Buster Olney. He is an employee of ESPN. You can find his work over on ESPN.com. Follow him at Buster underscore ESPN. We always appreciate his time here on the show. Buster, how you doing today, man?
1: I'm doing okay. Uh, you know, just cranking away and, and wondering, if, you know, it sounds like there's going to be a flurry of, A flurry of moves for teams uh, leading up to December 2nd, and then after that it's going to slow down dramatically. Uh, But these next couple weeks will be really interesting.
2: Buster, before we get into all this excitement and certainly some of the topics here locally for us, i got to ask you, what's it like without the farm? (laughs) Because we had you on, and I remember you saying you bet the farm that Major League Baseball wouldn't finish their season, and I kind of feel bad for you now without the farm. Well, I'm
1: glad no one took the bet. I <laughs> <got> the <form.
2: laughs> Dang it. I knew I missed something. Well, Buster, they were
0: <laughs> able to finish the season, but we're still hearing so much about the losses in terms of the revenues across baseball. Yeah. And I know you told us even during the season, hey, look, it's going to be a rough offseason. There's going to be a lot of guys that end up on the market. What are you hearing right now? You mentioned there's going to be a lot of moves in the next couple of weeks. What kind of moves are we looking at? And w- what can the offseason realistically look like from there?
1: Yeah, and none of it's good for the players. Um, look, in the end, you know, the, the elite free agents, the, the Trevor Bauer, uh, the JT Real Muto, the George Springer, those guys who do fine. But a lot of the other veteran players are just going to get hammered um, because teams, there are a lot of teams already planning to roll back their payrolls, um, in, you know, in, in partly in response to what happened with no fans in the stands in 2020, but also – partly in anticipation of possibly the same situation next year. Hal Steinbrenner, the Yankees owner, was on a a New York radio station a few weeks ago, and he was asked about, okay, what's going to take place? He goes, I have no idea, neither do you. Uh, I I mean, let's face it, until a vaccine is in place and widely distributed and trusted, um, it's going to be really difficult for teams to get fans back in the stands. And so as a result of that, uh, what's happened is a lot of teams are, are looking to you know to to make moves to save uh, salary and and uh, for example I think the Colton Wong move was one of the first examples of that and a lot of those guys who uh, have been waiting to get the free agency and you know were thinking that they were going to wind up getting a big multi year deal they probably are going to be disappointed this winter.
2: Yeah, Buster, that's one thing I wanted to touch on here with the Cardinals is. You mentioned uh, the the Cardinals parting ways with Colton Wong. And certainly as of right now, uh, Adam Wainwright is not part of the the mix for next year. Yadier Molina, as of now, not part of it. And you wonder how they continue to be tied to the name Francisco Lindor. (laughs) Because I keep seeing their name pop up as a team that, you know, is in the running for Francisco Lindor. If if what you're saying is true which we know it is about teams being strapped financially how could someone like the cardinals even make that move
1: well they would have to make other adjustments for example like with molina you know he made 20 million dollars um in 2019 was set to make 20 million dollars and made a prorated salary this year um you know wainwright made a lot less than that but if you if you were to look at um, you know, strategically, conceivably, they could put together some names and say, well, we'll let these guys go and we'll bring in a Lindor. And uh, you certainly could make the case, um, you know, that there are ways and reasons for the Cardinals to do that. They need to bolster their offense. And Lindor is one of the top 10 players in baseball. Um, you know, and the Cardinals are known to, uh, you know, potentially be a team that could put together the type of deal that would require Lindor. But, You know, it's been interesting, um, you know, the last 30 years, the the holy grail for players is to get to free agency to have a bunch of teams bidding on them. But I've had had agents tell me that increasingly because of how this is all playing out and every year the free agent class gets bigger and bigger and supply and demand sometimes can work against free agency, they really feel like that these elite uh, players have more leverage Going into their last year before free agency, and that's where Lindor would be. So, if you're the Cardinals, if you're the Mets, if you're the you know the the Yankees, and you're looking at Lindor, you're probably also looking to sign him to a long-term deal, and that probably would cost you know 300 to 350 million, just off the top of my head, based on what we just saw with Mookie Betts. That's what happened with Betts. You know, he gets traded to the Dodgers um for 2020 but before he can can become a free agent the dodgers give him the second biggest deal in in baseball history i think that's what would be required with lindor
0: buster how many teams do you think would realistically be in a market like that because i mean first you got to have the prospects and then you got to have the willingness to give that 300 to 350 million dollar contract out to him it seems like there's not a whole lot of teams that would be in that type of a market but who do you see potentially playing in those
1: waters No, I would agree with you. I don't think there are a lot of teams that would consider it. I think the San Francisco Giants potentially could make a lot of sense. They have a ton of players coming off their payroll uh, in in the next few years. You know, those guys who were parts of the championship teams in 2010, 12, and 14 coming off. So maybe they would be involved. Uh, I think the Mets absolutely. (laughs) Steve Cohen, their owner, basically came in and declared war on the rest of the National League in so many words the other day. They're going to be really aggressive um, you know, and there would be other teams that they feel like that they can work out, um, you know, the uh, compensation package. And keep in mind that Lindor is going to be making about $21 million in salary for next year, which under the current context, that's a huge amount of money. But you're right to point out 're just not going to be a lot of teams involved.
2: Yeah, so Buster, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Mets and their new ownership and the fact that, yeah, he just kind of put everybody on notice with his press conference. Their situation is obviously a little bit unique. They have a new owner who's excited about the product, excited about bringing a championship to the the Mets organization. He's got a couple of dollars to rub together, uh, which is never a bad thing when you're trying to do that. Do you really see him coming in, making a splash? And at the same time, if he does go with that strategy, is it possible for him to even get some of these better players at a discounted rate because nobody else has the money to pick them up?
1: No doubt about it. I mean, if you think about the current baseball landscape right now, think of it like a soft real estate market uh, where the prices are plummeting all over the place. And if you're, are, if you're liquid – uh, and you have the ability to go in and snap up those properties, you could make an absolute killing. And that's the position of the Mets right now. Um, and, and, yeah, I do think you could have that type of impact. I think, you know, the other day he cited the Dodgers as the working example that he's going to going go off of. And, um, and you think about what happened with the Dodgers after G- the Guggenheim group, Mark Walter, took over that team uh, during the 2012 season. They they basically since then have won the division every year. They put together this model of player development while also feeling one of the biggest payrolls in baseball, and they've been in the World Series what three times in the last four years, and they they win a championship. Steve Cohen has a chance to build that type of team. You know, I was talking with the general manager yesterday, and he said that uh, you know that day that uh, that Cohen was uh, spoke with the reporters for the first time. He mentioned, like, that was a really bad day for the Philadelphia Phillies. That was a bad day for the Atlanta Braves, a bad day for the Washington Nationals, because all of a sudden there's, like, a new sheriff in town with the Mets. It's a big market team that really hasn't acted like a big market team. That's going to start now. Um, you know, getting back, since I, I can bet the family farm on something, <laughs> uh, I, I do think they're going to wind up with one of the three pre, at least one of the three premier free agents, J.T., and Springer and Bauer, my guess is Springer because he's a local guy, he's a center fielder, he's a right-handed hitter.
0: We're talking to Buster Olney, baseball insider for ESPN and ESPN.com. You mentioned that it was a bad day for the Braves, the Phillies. I also kind of feel like Buster, it was a bad day for the Cardinals because we're already seeing the Dodgers. They've taken over supremacy of the National League with no clear path for anybody to take it from them. And now you're looking at the Mets really spending like a New York team can Buster, where do the Cardinals fit into this moving forward in the National League? Because for so long, from basically 2000 to 2013 or so, they were the model franchise, the model organization in the National League, and it almost feels like they're kind of stuck in the middle now. Where do you, from the kind of 10,000-foot view, view this team and where they uh, represent the National League?
1: That is a great question. As you're asking it, I was thinking to myself, in a weird sort of way, right, Um, and we know the Cubs and Cardinals and their storied history and the franchises don't like each other in some respects, the Cubs are going to define the Cardinals going forward. And it's just right now in terms of the Cardinals being pushed. The fact is, is that the Cubs now are in the downswing. And when you talk to folks around baseball and ask about, okay, which teams are most affected by the financial conditions that resulted from coronavirus the Cubs are are right near the top of the list, if not at the top of the list. You know, before December 22nd, they have a bunch of decisions on their roster about what to do with guys like Chris Bryant, like Kyle Schwarber, et cetera. But the expectation is they're going to take their payroll down significantly. And as long as the Cubs are in that boat, I don't I don't think any huge pressure pressure gets ratchets, uh, ratcheted up on the Cardinals because we know the Reds. Um, while they got better last year, they're never going to be a team that's going to spend huge money. Same thing with the Milwaukee Brewers, the Pittsburgh Pirates. So, in some respects, the best friend in the world right now for the Cardinals and a chance for contending are the Cubs. Uh, because they haven't manifested in the way we thought they would after they won that World Series in 2016.
0: And I know, Buster, having been in this market, a lot of Cardinals fans are sitting in their cars right now just banging their head against their (laughs) stealing wheel because they're saying, yeah, you can contend for the NL Central, but what happens once you get to the playoffs and you have to go against these behemoths like the Dodgers in that lineup and like the Padres in the lineup that they went up against last year? It's one thing to win the division. That's great. But Cardinals fans, and maybe this just makes them a little bit – uh, selfish but they they're, they're kind of sick of this of getting to the playoffs and then uh getting bolted out and seeing just how far away they are from the real contenders this kind of all brings us back to Francisco Lindor or Correa Seager all of these guys that are going to be available whether it's now or next offseason Buster do you feel like from what you hear, hear what you talk about with other teams do you think the Cardinals are at least willing to go on those 10 year, $250 million plus contracts? Because the last time most Cardinals fans saw something like that was really Matt Holliday, and that's going back all the way to 2011 when Tony LaRusso was the manager here and not in Chicago.
1: I, I think it's too early to say. Um, you know, in the last 24 hours, because I knew I was coming on with you guys, I called around to some uh, agents and I said, hey, and they're a great source of general information about clubs. Uh, and I said, what do you hear in the Cardinals? And what I got back across the board, everyone I talked to was crickets, um, that they really hadn't heard that much from them. Now the, uh, you know, the speculation among the people I talked to is, you know what? They have to get the Molina situation settled. They have to decide what's going to happen with Adam Wainwright uh, before they really can go forward and do other things. But to this point, um, it doesn't appear as if they're necessarily uh, big players, early players on any of the big guys.
0: How long do you think it's going to take for those markets to develop? You mentioned there's there are a lot of decisions really over the next three weeks or so that need to be yep. made well, with a lot of options and then the tenders. But moving forward from there, I mean, what are we looking at for this free agent market to develop, Buster? <laughs>
1: Well, I got to tell you, you know, if the Cardinals um, have decided that, look, we're going to go after Molina, we're going to pay Molina, we'll retain him, we'll do what we can to bring back Adam Wainwright, uh, and they decide to bypass the big names, you know, whether it's the free agents we talked about, whether it's a guy like Lindor, there's still going to be tremendous opportunity for them to get better next year while spending a little bit of money, just for the exact, uh, you know, reason we talked about with. The, the soft real estate market um, because after the, the full expectation among not only teams, but among agents are before the December 2nd tender date, there are going to be a ton of arb- arbitration eligible players who are just going to be dumped where teams are going to say, you know what? Um, you're going to be rewarded in arbitration at rates that were pre-Coronavirus, and we don't—we're not willing to pay that. And by the time it's over, agents really fear that the free agent pool is going to go up to over 300 players. And so, if you do have some available cash, and you're in a better position than the Chicago Cubs you could go in and really do a great job trying to round out a roster, you know, trying to get a value guy. For example, when I think of, and this is total speculation on my part, um, I think everyone assumes that the DH will be uh, you know, put in place for 2021. It still has to be negotiated. But maybe if you're the Cardinals, you look at, uh, you know, the free agents say, you know what, let's go take a run at Nelson Cruz, that big bat that we could use in the middle of our lineup, and we'll line him up at DH. It's not going to be that expensive. It's probably 8 to $10 million on a one-year contract because he's 40 years old. There are going to be tremendous number of opportunities like that where you're going to get good players at prices that the players didn't expect as they went into free agency.
0: He's Buster only. Find his work over on ESPN and ESPN.com. We always enjoy his time here on the show. Buster, all the best to you and the family, man. Enjoy the family farm. We're happy that you still have it in your (laughs) possession, my man. I'll be
1: on it in about a week and a half.
0: (laughs) Fantastic. Buster, always appreciate the time, man. Thanks so much. Okay, see you.